Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You have offended this podcast and you have offended the entire movie making community. Anybody seen Richie? Huh? I'm going to keep coming back until somebody remembers seeing Richie. And welcome back once again to You Have Offended This Podcast. We watch martial arts movies. My name is Mike McCarran. With me, as always, is the man who's going to keep coming back until somebody remembers seeing Richie. Chad Lindsay. What's up, buddy? (laughs) What's going on, man? (laughs) Not too much. Not too much. I got to tell you, against my better judgment, I really, really enjoyed this movie. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, you... Yeah, we, you and I, like, hold some sort of record for seeing this in the theater because when it came out, <laughs> I remember you and I going and seeing it opening night at Park Lane Cinemas and just being blown away by the the violence. Really, um, yeah, we had seen oh, yeah. we had seen Seagal's previous films, and we were so stoked to see this. And opening night, I do remember the place was like almost everybody was like wearing a martial arts jacket, you know, like because all the boys from the Taekwondo club and then like the judo club, like they were all there. Like it was a packed oh, yeah. house of of martial arts fans and uh, this, <laughs> and everybody was like, you know, cheering and screaming along with the movie. I remember this being a blast and I remember you and I going a couple more times. Yes, yeah. Going from from the movies, like last week, for example, or even some of the other ones we've done, like if you just look at last week's movie of American Ninja, the violence in that is, it's Mr. Rogers compared to this. Like when you watch <laughs> yeah. that movie, it's just pit, pat, pit, pat, pit, pat. And then you move into this kind of type of movie, the Seagal type of movie, where bones are breaking and people are getting stabbed and blood's flying everywhere <laughs> like yeah. it's very violent and realistic it's shocking to watch yeah. he shoots the bottom half of a guy's leg off like you know like <laughs> it gets but i mean that that's that's kind of the thing with it like we watched all those martial arts films you know you go like you know karate kid and you know american ninja and there obviously there was a lot of violent films back then but you know the the change in martial arts films from the 80s to the early 90s cuz 91 you and I spent a lot of money at the theaters cuz there were a lot of other movies that came out that year like double impact came out that year showdown in little tokyo came out yep right around that time i don't remember the year but uh the perfect weapon with uh, jeff speakman speakman you and yep. i went and saw that at the theater like we spent a lot of time in the goddamn theaters with and that was just a, it was a great time for martial arts films and martial arts film fans you could go to the theater you know like several times throughout the year and catch martial arts movies that were just being fucking released it was awesome and they were great like a lot of them were really good as, okay, let me qualify that. A lot of them were very good, as I remember. <laughs> because, well, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm sure there was some, some fading of the memories over the last 25 years in certain instances. This movie is exactly as I remember. <laughs> like, 100%. This movie, uh, like you said, 1991, it did have a, a decent budget because, you know, Seagal had had some success with, with Above the Law and uh, with, I believe it was... Hard was, to Kill. Was Mark, hard to Kill, that's right, because Mark for Death was after this one, Yeah. Mm. I think so yep. he had had some success earlier and so he was getting decent budgets and, and 
obviously, as we'll see, some some quite decent actors and actresses to be in the movie with him to kind of pull it up a little bit. But uh, this one had a budget of $14 million. Box office return, good hit, man. It was a $40 million movie overall. Oh, well, it's because you, you, you and me bringing all our friends <laughs> like boys we just saw out for justice we're all going next friday <laughs> we, <laughs> yeah we were probably a good a good eighth of that of that worldwide gross budget of us, yeah. us and our friends <laughs> yeah uh this movie wasn't originally titled out for justice originally it was called the price of our blood was the the title of the script based on the whole mafia brooklyn thing but oh. uh studio studio didn't want that they like those punchy three-word Seagal titles, which he was quite famous for, and switched it to uh, Out for Justice. So that's what it became. So we got uh, Steven Seagal in the main role here, opposite of the, the great William Forsyth as Richie Medano. The, the names in this movie are goddamn awesome. <laughs> All the Italian nicknames and shit. I know. It was, it was just like there was some sort of Italian stereotype name generator machine that they... <laughs> <laughs> that they just used because it's it's over the top. But I mean, you know, you and I have discussed this film before and seen it so many times. Uh, there's some good actors in here that really give it some balance. And uh, yes. William Forsyth is certainly certainly on that list. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to this. This movie is not very long. I believe it's an hour fifteen in its in its total length. Originally, it was supposed to be like a half hour longer than that. There was a bunch of other scenes tacked in there it was there was a lot more of of Richie's story and him kind of going around in the town but apparently Seagal thought that that Forsyth was kind of upstaging him and Seagal got a bunch of Forsyth Forsyth's scenes cut out of the movie so because of that it left a bunch of plot holes and shit so they had to make these I think there's two montages in the movie yeah with no dialogue just music behind them and uh that's why because they had to kind of make it fit Without the with the extra, the extra Richie content. Yeah, that's too bad. Yeah, man. I mean, Forsyth is good. So, whatever. He he certainly holds it together in this movie. So as always, I I broke this into five different sections. We'll try and stick to it, but we'll probably vary off a little bit here. Uh, the intro here is pretty great. We get the introduction of Gino and Bobby in the car. Quickly cutting to Richie. Richie then very soon after that shoots Bobby in front of his wife and kids, and then. As he escapes, he kills some random woman in traffic, clearly denoting that he's off his rocker. And then he gathers up some boys, and they go on a rampage. So the opening scene of this movie has, well, first of all, the opening sort of title plate is this very high, highfalutin, high aim, and Arthur Miller quote about about neighborhoods. And yeah. I was like, okay, you might want to calm down with the fucking Arthur Miller yeah. quote. Yeah. You're aiming a little high there, buddy. Yeah. They- <laughs> Like, they they was, really they really kind of raise the bar of expectations and then and then immediately drop it when we have the red hat red shirt red shoe red sock pimp immediately after the <laughs> Arthur Miller quote. <laughs> yeah, they, they really drop that bar on the floor and fucking crawl under it. <laughs> yeah, so we get Seagal and his partner Gino and Bobby in the car, and they're on a stakeout for a bust. Apparently, it's a big bust, and. As they're chit-chatting and, and shooting the shit, Gino looks out and sees the aforementioned <laughs> red-dressed pimp roll up and start, as Gino puts it, throwing a beating on this girl, <laughs> his pimp, his whore. And he starts laying a beating on this girl, and Gino, Gino can't let it go, man. He can't let it go. Bobby says, hey, man, we're on a $3 million bust here. 
Gino's like, ah, I gotta go. So he gets out of the car and he rolls over to try and kick the ass out of this pimp. And Bobby gets right on the on the fucking walkie-talkie and just says, ah, Gino's going in. And apparently that's the cue for every cop on this $3 million stake cut to just abandon the fucking bust and go arrest this $5 pimp yeah. <laughs> for beating up his hooker. <laughs> They all go over and arrest the fours. They arrest the pimp. And the pimp's immediately, the pimp is apparently named King. Uh, I guess that's his little street nickname. He's a guy, actor named John Tolls Bay, who he plays it really well because he just starts mouthing off. (laughs) Okay, first of all, he plays it so well because, firstly, when he's out there acting like a total piece of shit, like, you just want someone to kick his ass, right? You're just sitting there, like, you're just like, oh my god, please, like, he's there, and Steven Seagal's across the street, and you're just like, go, come on, come on, I want, I want this guy. (laughs) To the credit of he and both the uh, actress, a lot of these shots are, like, big, wide, wind-up haymakers, and they look very real. Like, Oh yeah, he looks like he's beating the shit out of her. He looks like he's real connecting and then when gino goes over and looks at her like her face is like there's just like a little bit of blood and i was like oh no like you know i've been i've been hitting the face a lot and uh (laughs) yeah your face does not look like that after those hits there'd be more than that she'd be red and puffy and swollen (laughs) yeah credit to uh both of those actors uh on that because they they played it well one is the just total piece of shit that you want to see him get his ass kicked and Seagal delivers (laughs) on that he certainly does, because the couple of cops are holding him against the wall, and Seagal basically walks up and says, let him go, let him go, <laughs> and does the classical Seagal, hey, you like beating up on women? Eh, you like beating up on women? Why don't you beat up on me, tough guy? Eh, eh, eh. He's yeah. laying, on, laying on the accent pretty thick in this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and the pimp just starts talking mad shit to him. <laughs> he does. <laughs> What the fuck you doing? You're talking to me, man. Who the fuck you think you are, huh? You like to beat up on fucking women, is that it? Huh? Beat up on me, asshole. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right, you bad motherfucker, huh? I know where you live, you stupid motherfucker. I will fuck your wife and kill your mother. And just fucking laces him, (laughs) grabs his wrist, smashes his head through the window, and then grabs him by the tie and chucks him into some barrels. (laughs) Yeah. and then King gets up and runs at him, and Seagal just football tackles him and, and throws him literally through the windshield of his own car. And that's what we what we get as a lead into possibly the greatest title scene screen. Dude, I, I, I have thought about this, and I can't think of the thousands of movies that I have seen. I cannot think of a greater title card than out for justice i don't give a shit if it's like a big budget lord of the fucking rings avengers like that title yeah when he he it's just his little feet are sticking out of the ground with his little red socks through the windshield (laughs) and seagal stops and turns and you just see just see from the inside of the car that he just kind of gives his dirty look and the the music is like and like it is amazing it is it's so good Absolutely perfect. Like, it's so perfect. The only comparable title screen I can think of is Zombieland. That's the only other one that comes to mind that's like, okay, that's on the same level. But Zombieland had, I mean, the the scale of budget on Zombieland 
to this is not even in the same ballpark. Yeah, not in the same ballpark, but just this. And it's not the same genre or anything. Still, so, but I I just remember the the theater like all like half of them were like whoa, and half of them were laughing, or like and half some of us were laughing our ass off. Some of them were just like whoa, and then laughing. Like we're like okay, because that's when the movie lets you know. Like it starts out with Arthur Miller, and then it gives you that, and it's like ha, I juked you, I button hooked you, motherfucker. You didn't see that coming. You thought this was gonna be some Arthur Miller Crucible type shit, but it is not. It is, it is not. It is f- pretty fucking far from Arthur yeah. Miller. Half, half that movie theater was just rubbing their hands together in front and laughing like, "Oh, we came to the right fucking movie." Yeah, yeah. It sets the tone and it fucking delivers. Oh, so they take that title screen and they immediately cut to Richie. We get uh, William Forsyth here as Richie, and he's kind of gathering up his boys to go on this little rampage. Which we don't know why yet. We'll find that out later. But he gathers up his boys. And one of them, he says, I just need a couple guys for one night. I get paid really well. And one of the guys, I believe it's Bobby Arms, is like, How long could the night be? Which we we find out later pretty fucking long. Pretty fucking long. As you said, somebody gets the bottom of their leg shot off. And ironically, it's Bobby Arms. So his <laughs> nickname becomes very fitting later. Yeah. <laughs> hey, here comes so, Bobby Arms. Oh, that's mean. That's why you call him that. No, that's his, that's his legit name. Yeah, weirdly, that was his name before he shot, got his leg shot off. <laughs> but again, a credit to a credit to this because his thugs, um, you know, do a really good job. Like William Forsythe is an amazing actor, but his thugs, you know, they 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 carry it well. And that whole opening scene with the safe, like it's shot well, it's lit well, it builds some tension up. You know, they do really do some really good cinematography where you know at the end of the scene the safe closes and they're shooting the camera up through the hole in the safe just kind of you know to to close and transition you know yep. like for for a low budget film and for a seagull film and you can say what you want about it i know a lot of people shit on his movies you know including us but we love them they, oh yeah like, for they, sure they, they, like it's it's done well like the production value in the film is done well and there's good actors so it's uh you're off to a good start you know like you know your first five minutes into the film you're already you're already set up yeah, you know who's who, you know what's, you know, something's going on. You know, Richie's obviously very bad. You get Seagal as Gino. He can't even let a pimp beat up his, his hooker in the face of a $3 million bust. He's got to go break it up. So you've got your whole story set in the first five. And then we get the major crime of the movie right away. Richie walks up to Bobby Lupo, Gino's partner, when he's off and shoots him right under the sidewalk in front of this store in the middle of the daytime, right in front of his wife and kids. Mm. And, uh. You know, spits on him, shoots him a bunch of times, and then tosses these photos on him, and walks away, and that's a wrap. And the 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 actress that plays Bobby's wife, Shireen Mitchell, she plays Lori Lupo. She's really good here. Yeah, like she like after uh, after Bobby gets shot, like she plays she plays it really well. Like you know, and William Forsythe when he's walking up on Bobby, and he's oh, got dude. that expression on his face, like. Again, yeah. he looks menacing. Like, Richie is fucking terrifying in this movie. Hey, and thank you for listening to this teaser episode of the podcast. Full episodes can be found at patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. We do at least four episodes a month. Everyone gets one free. The other three are like this one, a teaser with the full show available with a subscription. Now there's five levels of subscription to choose from to suit any budget with the lowest being just five bucks per month. 
That's less than a rabbit harness leech thing on Amazon. I mean, what are you going to do with that? It's nice. I mean, don't get me don't get me wrong, but think about it. You can walk your rabbit safely or you can get over 6 hours of original entertainment to make your workout or commute or life better. Plus, access to all the past seasons, each season being 21 episodes. Patrons also get to be a part of the Dojo crew. You become a producer of the show. And the best part is you don't have to do any of the hours of work it takes to create an awesome show every week. You just reap the benefits. It's awesome. So head on over to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast and become a patron. You'll have our eternal gratitude and the satisfaction of literally being a producer of the media you find most appealing. Thank you so much. We'll see you inside the dojo.